This is Do By Friday, a weekly challenge podcast with Merlin Mann, Alex Cox, and Max Temkin. This week's challenge, watch the pilot of Patriot. I'm sorry I'm late. I, I literally have to go pee, so you're going to be with Max and R- Renee for Well, welcome back, everyone, to the uh, Doctor Who fan cast. We can't talk about that without her here. What are you doing? Everybody wants to know where you went, Max. Are you still off Twitter? I'm, I'm, I've been reading Twitter a little bit, but, 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 I, well, we'll, we'll wait for Alex to come back. My, uh, <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my assistant Renee is here, and she has questions for hey, me. Marlin. I said she could ask me on the podcast. Hi, Renee. This is going to be tricky. Okay. Um, so Maybe we should just officially have this not be the show. Well, Alex is peeing, so it is what it is. Okay. All right, what do we got? Um, so I'm going to have a package delivered to your friend who... Zach? Yes. Yeah, I'll sign that before I go. Okay, he wants, cool. Does he want it signed? What's it for? Uh, it's for I don't a, want to if it's for him and his family. I don't want to sign it because assuming, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because that would be weird. It's a donate. It's like a charity donation. That's fine. Thing. I'll sign it. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, suggestions for lunch on Friday. Where is it downtown? They're downtown. They're going to be downtown, but they can. I think Why travel you, like, up look to at, you. Like, like any of those like Randolph Street spots. Okay. So like Little Goat Diner. Um, um, the place at the that awful country club for rich people <laughs> i don't know what you're uh, talking about play the club that everyone belongs to uh, they have like a pool soho house soho house okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a restaurant that you can just go into Renee's really living the dream <laughs> 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 what did you do this morning um i tried to find out if there's a club in chicago that has a pool that max couldn't remember <laughs> no she did know there. renee did know it though it's have so, you ever been there? It's pretty awful. No, don't, I've never don't, been. I, this all has to be edited been, out. Been what where? What's have? happening? Soho. I'm just complaining about Soho House. What <laughs> else? What else? Is that it? Uh, no. Um. <laughs> mm, it's early. My goal of this day is I thought Max was on vacation. Hey, should we should we stop should we stop and restart the recording? Uh, uh no, I I I do edit the show against many people's wishes. <laughs> um Max is on vacation. Yay! But, I mean, but I, I'll come and do a do by Friday. That's mm. fun. That's not even work. Mm-mm. The big the big thing that's happening today is I have the, I'm building out this little basement studio for myself where I can like uh do some work at home and and um do my uh, my reading for law school and like play video games at night when Veronica's asleep. I've been working in there and it's like it's like eighty percent done. And I've been working in there the last two days because I've been at home on vacation. And um, there's no window. The big the big thing that happened today is the windows getting installed. So I've just oh, wow. been like a little mole person in the basement. And I go to, I've been go, I go down there at ten o'clock in the morning. And last night it came up at seven o'clock at night, and I like didn't see the daylight. I, I, I would I would keep the darkness. That's nice. That's nice to have as an option. I might be able to put a blackout shade on the window. Ooh. Yeah, but it's also one less, one less, you know, point of attack. <laughs> I've gone my, I've went my whole life um, laughing at like dads who get like uh, who care about like speaker systems. Like growing up, I always had some friends who had dads who had like they had like freestanding sound panels in their living room, and they were like, "No, the, the sound is uh, optimized. You can really hear the bass in this like uh, Star Wars laser disc." And and they would always want to show us stuff. And how loud it was. And now that I have the studio, I, I went on um, the wire cutter and I bought their recommended uh, speaker system, which is a, a 5.1 surround sound speaker system. And I installed it myself. And I, now all I want to do is have people over and have them listen to the bass on Star Wars. Sounds, That's actually very cool. It sounds so fucking good. It sounds amazing. I'm, I've fully become dadded out. On the sound system in the bay, I have Veronica down there, and we watched like a scene from Harry Potter, and I was like, "Listen to it!" They're like, they're like, they're like whizzing all around you on the broomsticks, and she was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, "That's me and our TV, and it, we've had it now. I don't know how many months we've had it, and still every time it comes on, I go, look at how white those whites are.'" <laughs> You're seeing it no, even on the no, Netflix when it's logo. letterboxed, you can't even see the black. It's it so really black. Pops. It's so black. <laughs> it's really black. Some people do. I just say, you guys, I, I still really like the TV. <laughs> it still feels so fresh and new to me. It's, oh. the, it's a, you have so little to live for when you're a dad. 
and oh the, man the, oh yeah yeah <laughs> you have Definitely. so little you have no you have no respect no. from society we don't you have no you power no, no appreciation no acknowledgement please at least acknowledge the base of my base and the white of my whites yeah <laughs> you're just like at least i can hear the wizard zooming all around me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like I'm like pausing movies now. I watched Toy Story three the other day, and I like paused it right during the trash compactor scene to like adjust because I had to oh, adjust no. the surround sound settings. I felt like the I felt yeah. like the rear surround sound wasn't loud enough. I need to make mm. sure this bass helps me feel more sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, it's not the trash compactor doesn't get me, but uh, the uh, oh my god when Andy takes the toys out and plays with them again. Oh my oh god. Gosh. Oh my god. I was just crying alone in the basement watching Kills that. That me. scene. That scene is just devastating. See, another dad scene, because it's, it's what all dads just want, which is appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> we just, I mean, if we can't be appreciated, we just want to be left alone. Just leave me with my base. Do you have a spe- like special special dad time and special da- or special dad space? Like, not just a space on the couch, but, you know, do you, do you have a special time to retreat? <laughs> Well, I mean, I've got an office that, <laughs> that's true. you know, that's relatively close to the house. But no, she's uh, she's taken over everything. I don't hmm. even have. I, I have to move things to put my seltzers in the fridge. I feel like I have so little. I say I want I want one 12 ounce cans width of space in the fridge, and then a little bit of depth. That's really all I ask. Can, can we can we put the chocolate milk somewhere else? Can that, can that be not not where my seltzers go? I just, I want, I want, it's like, you know, like Syracuse talks about having this exactly iPhone shaped area on the mantle where he can put his phone. It's like the only area that he has in the house <laughs> and he doesn't even get that. That's how I feel. It's, it's, why like, should it's he, so why stupid. should he get that area on the mantle? He hasn't earned it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's because uh, it's but, his house and that's how it is. <laughs> if I had, you know, if we had two kids, God forbid, it would be different. But with one kid, like she just gets everything. Everything is hers. Anything that arrives in the house. She's like, she's like a Tuscan Raider. She's like, she just shows up and it's like is that for me <laughs> when i was a kid my dad would always have um special drinks like he would always have like a like a like a snapple iced tea or like a like a like a special like dad's forbidden pastry or something in the house like a, <laughs> like, like, a, like a piece of coffee cake and of course like my brother and i would eat it immediately because it was appetizing and it was right there and it was a cold drink like right in the fridge and then my dad would always come down and he'd look in the fridge and his snap would be gone he would fucking flip out and you'd go who the fuck <laughs> and I always thought that was the funniest thing in the world. And I was like, go buy another one. But now that now that I own a house, oh my god, if someone drank one of my kombuchas, I would lose my if I had like a like a like a guest came over and, and drank my kombucha, I would fucking lose my mind. Yeah, there'd have to be a tribunal. It's that it's that TSA worker problem. I always think of it. The canonical example is working for the TSA. I've said this before, but where you got to stand there and go, ladies and gentlemen, once again, please be sure you don't have any more than three ounces of liquid. If you got a water, please, please, for the love of God, please don't <laughs> make me keep saying this. And even as the words come out of the poor person's mouth, that person knows that they will be saying that over and over for the rest of their life, and still one out of five people will have a jug of water. Oh and boy, that's well how this I feel. is this is my this is one of my big pet peeves in life, which is. Um, which is like I uh, I think I think this must bother a lot of people who like know stuff about design. But like when you see bad instructions or bad signs, and I'm constantly waging this war in my office. But I first became aware of this phenomenon from a blog post that uh, uh, a friend of the show, uh, Marco, wrote when he was working at a software company uh, oh, many years ago. The bathrooms. Yeah. That's right. Oh, and he posted a photo. And he posted a photo of. In the bathroom at the software company, everyone on their way out, they would ball up their paper towel. Oh, no. They would use it to open the door handle, right? Because no one wanted to touch the door handle, mm-hmm. which I do all the time. And then they would ball it up and there was they would throw it on the ground because there was no trash can. And as re- in response, the building added all these signs like, do not throw your towels on the floor. Do not leave. Towels are not permitted to leave the, the bathroom or whatever. And... Marco's thing was like, just put a trash can outside the door and you'll solve the problem. Like, just like, just like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's like a tree in a storm. It's like, you have to, you have to be, you have to bend or, or, or it's just going to blow right over. It's like, you have to, whenever, when, when, whenever, when a hundred people leave that bathroom every day and want to throw their towel out, you have to like bend to their desire or else eventually there's no sign. You can't like enforce the rule strictly enough. And my, my big, my big fight at the office about this is, well, people put up signs all the time of like, 
put the toilet seat down or uh, don't leave dishes in the sink. And like, of course that doesn't work. My, my, my battle at the office is that you have to explain why it matters to you because everyone is too smart to think that the sign applies to them. Yeah, it's, but it's also there's that phenomenon that you see in most offices where like there's the formal signage that's gone up that usually has a certain kind of like design aesthetic or, you know, use the same typefaces and the signs are always the same size. 1996 Microsoft Word clip art. <laughs> but no, but I mean, I'm talking about like when you go into a, like a professional office building, and you'll say this is room 127, you know, janitor closet or whatever. But then you've got all the ad hoc signage and that's re- what's really happening in the building. And like that's where you've got to put stuff. There's that Vox video about the terrible doors at Vox. You oh, know, yeah. It's, oh, my it's, God. It's that Don Norman idea, though, of like, that's, you yeah. know. You want to have an affordance for people to do the right thing. People, you know, a garbage can is an affordance for not having paper towels on the floor. That should not be that hard to do. But did you guys get the, uh, I just texted you a photo from a few years ago that I've always treasured. Um, Oh, no. So this is, uh, this is new. Can can you please illustrate what you... (laughs) It's, I sort of okay. So I'm looking at the sign, and I sort of I can tell there's that so they're. Much, I can tell so that much to love about this sign. I can tell that really they're mad. They must be mad because they made the sign and put it on their fence. But and I know that they're mad about something involving dog poop. But the way they've made the sign, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Okay, let me explain just for our listeners. You can't see this. Okay, <laughs> this is a a fence near a, a kind of a park area. Where a lot of people walk. There's a little playground. There's you know. Anyhow, um, somebody has, using very rudimentary Microsoft something skills, printed out a sign <laughs> that's in like a sub-Comic Sans font with these different, <laughs> different shapes on it to make it like a sign. At the top it says, dog poop count. And uh, then there's a square that implies they're going to write this in by hand, but they haven't written it in by hand. They've typed it in. It says, 75 piles. Exclamation point. Under that, there's a very, very, very wide oblong that says January 3rd. And then there's a double-sided arrow where they've written in by hand one block. (laughs) And then under that, it says, we'll put this in show notes. Under that, it says, pick it up. Now, there's so much to love about this. I mean, before we even get into the pathology of a person who makes this sign for reuse over time, puts it into a plastic waterproofing thing, and then zip ties it to a fence. This, this is not something this person did once. This is very this, next door. It's so, oh, I have some great next door. I, I feel like this person has supplies of, uh, to laminate certain signs, tie them yeah. to fences, and, and, you know, a hole punch. That, that does not look like a traditional hole puncher because there's not three, it's just two. So this person well, has a setup. Well, you know, at a certain point, you know, kids do this, and certainly adults do this. You walk around and you go, oh, my gosh, on the way home from school today, I saw seven cigarette butts. And you go, that's crazy. Or, like, I saw nine bottle caps. You might even say, wow, there's so much dog poop. I'm on my way home from school today. I counted five piles of dog poop. Isn't that gross? Well, not only did that person make a habit of doing that, I want to point out this person (laughs) at one point took the time... Presumably before or maybe after, I don't know, before they made the sign, it became such a big They went all the way around and they counted until they had found 75 piles of dog crap that they could document. And then they made a sign for it. And the beauty of this is clearly, I love that this is an ongoing project. This is something this person is going to de- dedicate a life to, including updating what day they found 75 piles on one block. Well, this is like, like so in our office, the big one that, that gets put up is signs, like slightly amusing signs that go up in the bathroom. Uh, about once a month saying like... How about put, wiping the seat and stuff? Put the toilet seat down. Put the toilet <clears throat> yeah. seat down. And and listen, I no one is a bigger champion of putting the toilet seat down than myself. Like, I, I couldn't be more sympathetic to the cause. Everyone should put the toilet seat down. But, like, we've tried signs that say put the toilet seat down, and they don't work. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But one of them is people are... Ext- maybe they work for one day, but people are very change blind. Like, you, you know, it's like something changes and you notice it once, but then your brain, like resets to to neutral and you don't ever notice it again so if you want to make an effective sign that's like put the toilet seat down you like here's the thing with signs everybody thinks that they're too smart for the sign so i whenever there's a sign that's like uh do not go out on the ledge and take a selfie everyone goes well i know that this applies to all the other dopes who might come out on this ledge (laughs) because they're the klutzes and they're going to fall off you know they're gonna die. They're gonna they're gonna die doing their uh, their uh, periscope selfie, but not me. Like I'm Another I'm person killed by the Chicago <clears throat> selfie problem. Yeah, but I but but not me, right? I'm like I'm like young and nimble, and I go out on ledges all the time. So I'm smarter than this sign, and I don't need to follow it. 
So that's it's like you might as well not have the sign, right? Because the people who have the common sense not to go out on the ledge and take a selfie are going to do that anyway. And the people who want to, who really want to do it, are going to, in in defiance of all common sense, they're going to do it anyway too. So why have the right. sign and 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 ruin the view for the rest of us? The, a good sign. Here's the secret: you have to explain to people. Wh- you have to respect their intelligence enough to explain why it matters. So if anyone ever really wanted to solve the problem of toilet seats being left up in our office, what they would do is they would say. You know, a lot of times people leave the toilet seat up in this bathroom, and here's how it makes me feel. And then at least, even if people only ever read that sign once, that little piece of information would be imparted into their mind. And rather than, like, scolding them for for something that they're a behavior that's never going to change, at least you could educate them and say, here's why it matters. Now you can be on the inside of this cause as well. All right. There's a problem with this, because if you're worried about aesthetics, you're basically writing a letter <laughs> like, uh, here's why it upsets me that you leave up the toilet seat. One, patriarchy. Two, uh, <laughs> which is that sign has showed up in many of the a, toilets. But, but, but no, but in but, all seriousness, reason number one, patriarchy, it, that's not actually a reason. Like, you actually have to explain to, to the person who's leaving the seat up, who's not me, why it's a problem. It, I, like, I know patriarchy is why it keeps, keeps happening, but it's not why it started, probably. <laughs> and, well, and that's the thing. It's like, hey, it may, it, it is, feels gross, and it makes me think of, I, what would I say? I'd be like, hmm, it, I waste many paper towels touching the toilet seat to put it down, and also, I think about the penis, and what penis in the office has done this? I mean, if I, if I, had, to write, if I had to write that sign, what I would say is, this is a, 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 a this is a note from a woman who works at this office. Every time I come into this bathroom, I have to touch the toilet seat to put it down, and it makes me feel um, really disrespected, and it makes me feel like the men in this office don't give enough of a shit about me to even clean up after themselves for one half second when they're done in the bathroom. And right. I don't like coming to work and feeling like that, so if you could just do one second of work so that I don't feel like that, I would really appreciate it. That note would explain to people, in turn, it, like, it invites the user to have empathy with the problem and see themselves as, as, as empowered to be part of the solution. Like, if you say, like, it's patriarchy, that doesn't communicate anything to anyone. It's just like, what, like, in fact, if you said, hey, if you leave the seat up, that's patriarchy, which I think may literally be a sign that has been up in the bathroom it at has, some point. It has, yeah. What that says to me is, hey, we live in a broken world, and we're, and we're mad, and nothing's ever going to change. So why do anything? Why even bother to put the seat down? Like, it, do you know what I mean? It makes it, it, mm-hmm. makes it feel so help. <laughs> it's like telling someone, you are a racist. When you go on, when people go on Twitter, and they say to these, like, alt-right fuckboys, and they say, you're a racist. You know what they say? They say, Hell yeah, I am. We should have a, a, an ethnic cleansing in America, and there should be like a, a, a white ethno state or whatever. Like you've given them no way. You have to give your enemy a way to retreat and save face. You have to say, "Hey, I know you're a good person, but you just said a racist thing." Mm-hmm. Here, I I disagree though because this is an act that is done in private. Like no one, and I think that by pri- if. Mm, I wonder. No, now I want to put up this a sign of like uh, if <laughs> if you leave up the seat, Alex will be wondering about your. Uh, will be thinking about your tiny penis. <laughs> well, I, I bet you. I bet you. And, my five point one surround sound system. That if you put my sign up, that it would decrease the toilet. It, and can we measure it empirically. Can I pop the stack here? I, mm-hmm. I think you guys are addressing this at maybe the wrong level. I, I think. I think one problem is that. Is it a one-holer? It's a place where you go in and close the door and you're in by yourself? Oh, yes. Okay, well, that feels like an extremely private space. Mm -hmm. Nobody's ever been in this bathroom but me, Mm -hmm. right? This is my bathroom, and then sometimes other people use it. That's generally how people (laughs) feel about a bathroom. It's why everybody has such weird standards about how they... I think you need to address this at an office level and say, Hey, look, you're a bunch of fucking grown-ups. I know you know how to do this, and I, I understand that you're probably just forgetting. That's totally normal, but please stop forgetting. And listen, from now on, lift the seat if you're going to pee. And if you do pee, uh, like wipe it off. That's your pee. That's not anybody else's responsibility. But a sign. I'm telling you, Merlin, I've I've done this exact thing that you're saying repeatedly in all like in like all office like meeting. We have like a one meeting every year where everyone gets together and it's the airing of the grievances. And it's usually (laughs) like, please stop stealing scissors from the office and please put the toilet seats down. Like I've literally addressed this with everyone, and it's like everyone. Maybe it gets like I said. Maybe it gets better for a day, but then people. Everyone is like, well. I'm just one person. Like, everyone else will change. 
<laughs> it's funny though how like it is these I'm not saying I'm not trying to minimize this but on the other hand it's like sometimes you just get a fucking bee in your bonnet whether that's the cel- where the seltzers are in my case I don't know why I can't keep a goddamn <laughs> pair of scissors once a year my daughter my wife will clean out my daughter's room and find six pairs of scissors at different places in her room the spray that we spray on her hair the detangling spray <laughs> we find six of those like where do these all live at other times how do they end up in the laundry hamper and you do start to feel like like a total crazy person it's just that, like when i look at the dog poop sign in particular i feel like you think about all the people who are going to see this sign a vast majority of the people who notice this sign at all are going to be people who don't have a fucking dog <laughs> right? oh boy the main people that receive this message are going to be people who like don't even have a dog then there's going to be people who have a dog and clean up their poop there's going to be they're going to be like hey why are you yelling at me Right then, there's going to be people who have a dog and don't clean up their dog's poop and don't fucking care, <laughs> and they're just going to laugh. It's just it's such a Sisyphean sign, and it's but my, like now my, uh, this is my this is uh, my life. office uh, <clears throat> the bee in my office bonnet is being called a sexist for running the air conditioner in the in the summer. <laughs> there was at one point there was at one point there was a, a, an entire Slack channel devoted to calling me a sexist because I. I tried to broker a compromise on the air conditioner where we were allowed to keep the office at 72 degrees. The, well, and I feel like, I, well, one, I love, God, I love it say when your, it's cold. Speak your truth, Alex. I, I want to hear it. I, I, I'm going to say it. Um, as a woman who loves being cold in the office, I think I think the appropriate temperature for an office is 69 degrees because you can make nice. yourself warmer. You can't make, your, you exactly can't make yourself right. colder. Plus, like, we literally have blankets everywhere in the office. And, and we have had this problem where, especially in the studio, which does have its own uh, HVAC system, it, we used to have like fucking condensation on the mics i know it's humidity too it's yeah. the whole thing alex listen uh, congratulations on taking the red pill here thank I mean, you I gotta thank say, you i gotta say i understand <laughs> if this was fucking mad men and all the men came in wearing full wool suits in the summer and we set the office thermostat to 58 degrees and we had a secretarial pool plugging in the phones and they were all wearing mini skirts and they were shivering i understand that at that point i would be a sexist but i i honestly i think the 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 the, the the preferred temperature of the Slack group that was dedicated to calling me a sexist for running the air conditioner. That they it was like se- eighty degrees. They wanted this. They wanted the office to be like seventy eight. And it, I'm sorry, like what about the fat people in the office? I'm very warm right now. Yeah, recording. Yeah, I'm hot right now. I have a sweat right now from popping off on one of my anti woman rants. You should start. You should start, uh, you should start a Slack group that just you were in. Yeah. So stop fat shaming. The hot people. <laughs> I'm so hot and sweaty. I just ate a whole sandwich full of meat and I'm sweating. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Get a massage. Um, did, um, did, did you guys want to start the show? <laughs> yeah, we should probably start it. Oh, boy. So who carried their iPhone around in the in the uh, in the in the OtterBox? Oh, I did. Uh, the OtterBox. I still have like an indent. From, it from really it really dug it right into my kidney. It really really hurt. I, you know, I tried it. I tried it, but like I mean, real real super real talk. I the honest question, as they say on Twitter. Um, so like, who is that for? Because I find it much easier to take my phone out of my pocket with my hand than I than I find it difficult. Bro, and it's like <laughs> it's like wearing it's like wearing heels. It's like sometimes you have to suffer to look cool. <laughs> That's true. You know, you're going to be true. in a little bit of pain, but everyone's going to look at you and they're going to go, "Who's that guy?" Like <laughs> Man, his phone is big. <laughs> I I do it okay. I'm I'm glad it exists. I got that super premium case where it's red just on the inside. But Mm. I don't even get that joke. Why did I laugh? Was that a Johnny Ive joke? Was that a red dot joke? Uh, uh, what is that? Louis An insider Vuitton? apple is that joke? Louis, Louis Vuitton? Oh, it's uh, Louboutin. Louis, Louis you got to yeah. get the red bottoms. Yeah, the bloody shoes. Louboutin. Yeah. Oh, Louis. challenge. Get a Birkin bag. Oh, aren't those really hard to get? Isn't that that, isn't that, uh, that leather sack that you drink water out of? Okay, no, 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 no. Birkin? Uh, what are you talking are about? you thinking of the, the Birkins from that, uh, that Trolls movie? No, 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 no. I think of a pubic wig. <laughs> oh, yeah. Birkin. <laughs> it's like Wait. when you got to go to the opera and you bring a date. It's called a beard. 
Is that what you're talking about? Okay, uh, there was a Planet Money about the episode. Jane Birkin and the bag that she made that has become a phenomenon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, the Planet Money about the bag that un- you can't get. Yes, and oh, it was a right. big deal on Gilmore Girls. I remember because Logan got Rory a Birkin bag, and there. The thing is, like, they are. Some of them are only like $2,800, which I know people are like clutching their pearls right now. But in like the purse world, that's nothing. And most of them are like, yeah, a lot of them are like $28,000. But it's it's a total um, like it's just total false scarcity. It's 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 just it's 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 like a total Veblen good, except, you know, it does have it is practical in that you can put things in it and use it. But it's an utter Veblen good. It exists only to show how much money was spent on it. It, but not even that. You need to know somebody to be able to buy a Birkin bag. I, on the list, yeah. I don't think Max could buy a Birkin bag. <laughs> oh, I do challenge. not think he had. I don't think that he would have yes, the I resources. Could. I'm not going. To, I'm to, not going to. But I absolutely could. If I, I set don't my mind, think so. If I, set, I, I don't think so. Basically, no. Alex, this is no, basically I my don't only think so. My only skill it's in life. Players. It's a European carryall. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think Elon. Well. If he mm, no, if actually, set, he hangs set, out with models. If I set my mind to it, I could figure it out. Nah, I don't think you could. I, I really, I really. I'm pretty sure mm. you couldn't. I'm pretty sure you don't have the money or the prestige or the connections. I don't think you could do it. Is this called goading? Am I doing it right? Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't get on the cool kid pirating website. How are you going to get into an ex- the exclusive purse club? What are you talking? Oh, that I want to get on the. The, the, I, don't, I, I don't even know. I, I ran far away. Yeah. Nope. 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 Listen. Can I just make throw out a request to our, our the listeners? If you're listen, I, like all of the the good cool like trackers and everything that I used to be on, they're all shut down by the FBI. Could someone invite me to something cool where I can get where I can uh, pirate things? That's all I want. Have you seen the? I I got I, I um we, I we operated a much lower level than uh, the Birkins. I got my <laughs> lady uh, an okay nice Mark Jacobs bag for Christmas a few years ago, which was you know kind of a bit spendy, but it was a nice. nice That's present. the uh, Mark by Mark Jacobs produced Have you by seen Mark the label? Jacobs. Have you seen the famous label? Yeah, Jacobs by Mark Jacobs for Mark by Mark Jacobs in collaboration <laughs> with Mark Jacobs for Mark by Mark Jacobs. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I can't be real. Is I mean, it real? Please be real. I think it's. I this. think it's a little bit of performance. Like the one thing I know about Mark Jacobs that I thought I think is pretty cool is like at one point someone like threw a brick through a window of his store in New York, and then mm-hmm. he took a photo of the smashed window and put printed it on a white T-shirt and sold it for like hundreds of dollars. Oh, that's so and, good. And they, I don't know, they at least made enough money to fix the window. And I thought that I actually thought that was pretty cool. I, I, I uh, maybe maybe we'll save it for the after show, but I I really I feel like I really need to talk about the last couple of Shark Tanks. <laughs> oh, Jesus I didn't Christ! Watch the I mean, recent. at some point we've got to talk about the shorts frat boys, but uh, the, also the Italian <laughs> what were they guy, called like like turtle shark dog, dog dig dogs nerd dogs dog what was it called dog birds bird dogs dog birds. Bird, bird dogs oh. Bird when dogs. he picks up the watermelon off the floor and eats it at the end, we, my family rewatched it three times. <laughs> and then I go, the aristocrats. It's the worst presentation I've ever seen Holy in shit. my life. That, oh, you get those guys up around your boys, up your thighs. <laughs> they're going to protect your nuts and berries. Uh, didn't they keep going to Harvard? He puts the shorts in his mouth and they drop the watermelon. It's so fucking bad. So, someone's not getting an invitation to the next Harvard Business School alumni dinner. <laughs> And that guy, how old do you think that guy was? Like, I think he wants you to think he's 22, but I think he's like 35. Yeah, he might have been older than me. He was broing it so hard. But the other one was the Italian guy. <laughs> the guy with the stroller that has an elliptical on Oh, it. boy. Did you see it? Well, he had a lot of patents. I mean, no one could possibly uh-huh. steal that idea because of the... They just glossed by this, but like, how much is that? You know, $48,000. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know it's it was I don't know we got to talk about Shark Merlin Tank. for a man who a grown man who owns a Segway and rides a little Segway around school, uh, school. Uh, San Francisco you should probably be careful about making pe- fun of people's elliptical school. scooters. <laughs> Digga, 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 digga. Follow-up. San Francisco. At Rainbow Grocery, a cooperative in this city's Mission District, one brand of water <laughs> yes! is so popular that Yay! it's often out of stock. You know we have to talk about yes, this. Yes, of course. But please. one yeah, recent evening, do. there was a glittering rack of it. Glass orbs containing 2.5 gallons of what is billed as, quote, raw water. Unfiltered, untreated, unsterilized spring water. $36.99 each and $14.99 per refill. Bottled and marketed by a small company called Live Water. 
Um, <laughs> startups like Live Water in Oregon and Tourmaline Spring in Maine have emerged in the last few years to deliver untreated water on demand. An Arizona company, Zero Mass Water, which installs systems allowing people to collect water directly from the atmosphere around their homes, began taking orders in November. What adherents share is a wariness of tap water, particularly the fluoride added to it and the lead pipes that some of it passes through. They contend that the wrong kind of filtration removes beneficial minerals. Even traditional bottled water is treated with ultraviolet light or ozone gas and passed through filters to remove algae. That, they say, kills the helpful bacteria, quote, probiotics in raw water parlance. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> I've read this article like every day. I'm trying to find some of the good the good parts here. Here's the problem. Nobody can beat Chapo Trap House's bit. I know. They beat us to it. I I was so mad. No, 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 no. But I just having said that, that was a very insta classic bit that was very, very, very fucking funny. But this is so on brand for us. We do need to talk about it. But as as it will, but whoever said it on there, it's true. I mean, like this is like an aha moment for for the Silicon Valley shit show. Because you're like, okay, I'm really starting to understand this now. It's the you don't feel special until you do stuff that other people are incapable of having and that you take away the things that are good from other people. So you take away the infrastructure that leads to good public schools. <laughs> you you let you let the uh, infrastructure that brings clean water, the miracle of fucking clean water. <laughs> Instead, you want you want this? Elon Musk, your, your problematic boyfriend? Oh, public transit is not as clean as floor. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck. It's, it's just, what, are you going to ride on the bus with a bunch of commoners? He's just scared of people. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> He, I, I think he's he's just like, oh, you don't have hair. I, I actually went, obviously, of course, went looking na- for this raw water. Uh, and I don't think you can get it in Chicago. Because I, if I, had to pick, I feel like if it'll I had to kill put, me. If I, had to put a, if I had to place a bed, I would say Dill Pickle Co-op. Uh, oh, that sounds like a place that now exists. Remember, this, this, mm. it expires like all living beverages. Mm-hmm. Rejoice, mm-hmm. rejoice. So you only have it for about a month before it He said the, the, founder, the founder of this company, who's also the founder of Juicero, yep. said, yep. he said, quote, real water should expire after a few months. His does. Quote, it stays most fresh within one lunar cycle of delivery. If it sits around too long, it'll turn green. People don't even realize that because their water's dead, so they never see it turn green. Every time you buy pads, pick up some live water. Rejoice, rejoice. <laughs> I'm going to oh, need some menstrual supplies and a fresh glowing orb. Oh, God. I bet his girlfriend oh. rolls her own tampons. Oh, good God. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. Me, me. What? <laughs> do, you not know, do you not know about the organic tampon worlds? Organic tampon rollers? Uh, yeah. Oh, there are some people who make their own tampons. Um, are they but made out of like old socks or like what? No, just just you know, or organic, um, oh, organic. cruelty-free. You shear you your own. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> sheep. You you raise some sheep in your backyard. <laughs> Yeah, you could use you could use it the uh, same way you make haggis. You'd use its organs as a kind of a vaginal cup. There's mm-hmm, so many mm-hmm. ways you could bring the sheep to the vagina. Oh, farm, yeah, farm you to, just farm to vagina. Yeah, you use their bladder as like a little diva cup. Oh, this diva cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the Navajo. <laughs> 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 oh God! You sound so wise when you say that. <laughs> In the Navajo style. Uh, here was the other. Here was the other quote that from the New York Times piece that I could not believe is real. Like, I mean, it's it's out. It's like Onion esque. He goes the the founder of this um, 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 raw water company says uh, he poured himself a glass of water and he says the water from the tap just doesn't taste quite as refreshing. He said. Now is that because I saw it come off the roof and anything from the roof feels Jesus. special? Maybe. Fucking Christ. <sighs> Anyway, I do think we should do this as a challenge. Oh, man. I, I mean, come on. It's so on brand for us. <laughs> it's, it's probiotic. <laughs> Rejoice. It's a living probiotic. beverage. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Oh, God. Hey, you're still hanging on to this, huh? You might need those. <laughs> couple, couple March boys here. <laughs> oh, you might need those. <laughs> for my work. It's <laughs> 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 good. It's good. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because, like, um, uh, we are so fortunate in San Francisco. This town is a, is a terrible city, but we have really, really, really good water. I mean, it's just, it's just really, really awfully good. And you know, I think like when I go to visit somewhere, especially in Florida. Oh God, yeah. Well, and you know, it's hard in Florida. The, the you got to do stuff to the water, and if you, you know, if you. 
at least when I was a kid, you would see um, like uh, the houses would have giant rust stains on them from sprinkler systems. Like the the water's not very good. It's very hard water and it tastes pretty nasty. And I just I think like you know again not to copy Chapo, but like this is this is a modern miracle. It's a miracle that we are so fortunate. Most of us, I mean, are obviously there are places like Flint, but we're it's um, it's incredible how cheap clean water is it is miraculous that we have this it is like a precious gift and it's one thing we have managed to mostly not totally fuck up at this point <laughs> it's such a strange thing it's one thing to say like oh i want it i want uh i think factory farming is a terrible idea it's very wasteful it uses too many resources it's cruel i could see a million reasons to say i'm getting off meat and i want to eat organic you know alternatives to meat that's a problem that we really need to solve i even say as a as a beloved carnivore but water there's so many things that we could do to water that would help everybody and this is just so fucked up that wasn't funny but it's frustrating it's well, like it's, people it's, are it's, dedicating it's widely, time and resources to this is it, it's is crazy it, do you think it's widely known among most people that that tap water is like considerably safer and higher quality than bottled water yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, I mean, a lot, I of, a lot of the a lot of the raccoon water is just coming from a municipal system, uh, you know. But it's, there, it's just municipal water, most of it. Right. I mean, mo- yeah. Right. Most bottled water is just like like there's one big bottling company that just bottles water from the north suburbs where Alex and I like grew up. And is that ships, right? Yeah, and it ships all over the country. But they're just bottling tap water, right? Like. And, and Chicago has good water, so that maybe if you don't like the taste of your like local municipal water, but like the regulations on water comp- on on bottled water are way looser than the regulations on tap water. That's why I mean th- that's the whole like scary plastic thing is you can they ca- they can melt in a factory for like that's that's why yeah, bottled yeah, water right. does have an expiry date, and I and I'm super bad about this. I drink uh, bottles of water. All the time. I have one right now um, because it's easy and convenient, but. Uh, Oh my god, we switched this? over to we we have some bottled water in the office in like our conference room and so if there's people come over they can grab a bottle and I and I had asked um uh, uh I think I think I sent Renee out to get that boxed water as better brand cuz I was like do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Oh, it's like a paper yeah, like, in a, like milk a milk carton. carton. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But it has a screw top. It's good. It's it's I think it's a great product and I I do feel better about drinking it than uh, than a bottle of water, but mm-hmm. so I sent Renee out to get those and then the cards guys were here for the retreat, and they were like, "Oh, you know that's like an evil company. They're owned by like the Mercer family, and they they're like, <laughs> of course, oh it's, like, it's like it's like part of the like Blackwater Empire or something like that. It's like it's like <laughs> Betsy DeVos's Jesus. like water company, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. They're pretty evil. Yeah, the other thing that's pretty crazy is like if you lived a thousand years ago or or in like medieval times or something like that, like this is probably how you would die. Mm-hmm. It's like you would drink bad water. Like the, 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 someone would die in your village and they'd throw their body down the well and then the entire village would die. It's probably well, yeah, how I mean, you would die. And, it's, and now no one dies because of their water is bad. Well, rarely. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I where do we go from here? Like what what commodity after water? can be made special seeds uh well that's already happened like well, the it, it, monsanto a, free seed in, chi- in china there's an air market there's like people who buy like air yeah. fresh air oh uh, wow i mean that's i mean yeah and that's already happening so i guess oh <laughs> challenge oxygen <laughs> I I want yeah what the the next internet of things craze is like mm, how much CO two is in your air and then but then there's the good CO two and the bad okay, CO two. Okay, Google, release the oxygen. <laughs> All right. Go to giveusourfuckingmoney.com and there's a $5 tier and you get a second oh, a second show every week, which I don't really edit. <laughs> it's it's just, a premium episode. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's usually where feelings happen. Uh, but for $10, you can get a wonderful poster with all your favorite characters like Mr. Elon Musk. I think we're, so, we're, we're, we're working on some new swag to send out to that $10 list. I don't we even are. know. Sure. Alex had an idea for a new uh, challenge level. Alex and I, uh, Max, I know you've been busy you probably haven't kept up but alex and i had a new idea for a for a, a big uh 
what do you call it? A force goal? What's well, it called? Uh, a, goal? Uh, a stretch goal. A push, push boy. But but like actual actual real real stuff. Our uh, posters are almost gone, and so we send them out once a month. And uh, so get them. Actually, if you're hearing this episode, if you want a poster, order it by the or pledge by the end of this month because then we I think we're done. Every, listen, if you want to do the challenges on the podcast with us, every week yeah. we do a premium episode. Oh, I forgot we, that part. Yeah, we, we, plan out, we plan out the next week's challenge. I forgot the challenge, main reason and we you can, did And this. you can do it with us, and then you can be, uh, and then you can be up to date. All right. Yeah, spe- otherwise, you're forbidden from doing the challenge. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. I actually do really want to talk about the challenge this week. Yeah. Uh, it was my challenge. Can we, can we get to it? Dig Dug. All uh, right. I had, I, had a, I had a pretty good next door. Okay, wait. Uh, all right. Ne- I want to hear about the next door. We can cut it out, though. It's not, it's not that good. Never mind. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> I had a whole you thing about if, I had a whole thing really... about how Donald Trump Jr. said that Ellen DeGeneres was running a shadow government uh, with uh, Barack Obama. If you want to hear about Merlin's next door story and how uh, <laughs> Ellen Can DeGeneres, I just, can I just give you the subject is... line, just the subject line. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, let, go for it. Tease it for the <clears throat> after show. Possible stray pit bull mix wearing <laughs> warrior shirt. <laughs> Why you don't? I'm not even gonna. The, I, again, possible stray. Actually, let me read it as it's written. Possible stray pit bull mix wearing wearing warriors shirt. It's a dog in a t-shirt. I, I, I'm not gonna. There's a lot of. A lot of levels. There's a lot of levels. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Again, if you would like to hear uh, Merlin unpack this, give us your fucking money. All right. The challenge this week um, was uh, so uh, I don't know if uh, our, our our loyal listeners may have uh, remembered from a couple weeks ago. Merlin recommended the uh, Amazon original uh, program Patriot, not the Patriot starring uh, Mel Gibson, Patriot. where he uh, murders a. a a British commander with a tomahawk. Sorry if you watched the wrong thing. Um, I actually do like that movie. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Um, um, but are uh, you not entertained? Which one is that? Oh, the pa- the Patriot. It's pretty good. It's got a good score oh. by John Williams. Anyway, mm. it's got uh, fife and drum. I love fife and drum music. Gets me very excited. Um, but uh, no, so this is uh, called uh, Patriot. Merlin recommended it to me, and the way he pitched it is it's like an Elmore Leonard uh, novel, which I love. Uh, mixed with a Coen Brothers movie, which I love, um, sort of uh, with the cinematography, with the very sort of, not cute, but very precise and smart cinematography of of, of uh, like Wes Anderson, or, mm-hmm. or it kind of reminded me of Breaking Bad a little bit, of like, you had these very precise shots that really rewarded your attention. They sort of helped you... They helped you notice things in the yeah, scene. Yeah, kind of alternating between using the edges of the screen and focusing very heavily on the center of the screen. Very Wes Anderson-y kind of approach. It was really good filmmaking. And anyway, yeah. it, it had all the stuff I loved. And you didn't even tell me anything about the cast. But holy fucking shit, the cast. And I was a little bit skeptical because I've watched a couple of these Amazon original shows. And none of them have stuck. Like, I don't think they're that good. Like, I watched, like, a little bit of Man in the High Castle and a little bit yeah. of... Um, the uh, uh, Jeffrey Tambor one, uh, and I, I haven't. They, none of them have like. They're all. They're all like okay. They're all fine. Um, but uh, this holy shit! I watched just the pilot of this. I would say within the first twenty minutes or the first ten minutes of this pilot, I was like, this show feels like it was made just for me. Like it's mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. You can watch the first. A lot of people say the first nine minutes. There's something. There's stuff that happens in the first nine minutes. It's nothing epic, but like by the time he's done singing his song. You're like, what in the fuck is this? Like, I, I, the, I felt the like as first, much as it reminded the first me of scene things, for me, the yeah. first scene, I was like, yep, 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 yep. So the, so, so the premise of the show, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to try to. We have I think, to, we have well, to no, I think we agreed we can spoil the pilot. This, Didn't we agree? So for right now, uh, what, let's do non-spoilers, and then I will when we want to get into super spoilers. That's fine. So perfect. So without spoiling it, the, the premise of the show is um, it, it, it's the story of this uh, spy um, played by an actor who I've never seen before. I don't know the guy's name, but he's unbelievable. He's so I mean he just he's so funny and so sad. It's just it's like I don't know. I just it, there's a lot of the, he he's a very small actor too, so like a lot of the acting is just like a close up of his face, and he, you just see him. But just the tiniest little. Like his name's yeah. Michael Dorman. Yeah. He's a uh, he's born in New Zealand, based in Australia. Um, yeah, but he and he even has a subtle Texas accent. I don't know how he pulled that off, but yeah, his face registers tiny little changes, and he does this like little smile of recognition at certain points. That's just heartbreakingly beautiful it's he's he's so good and uh, he plays a and sp- it's a dark comedy we're not telling you the part that it's a fucking black comedy 
very funny. Like, black comedy so, with the feels. It's so it's funny. Impossible. It's so funny. I was laughing out loud, like mm-hmm. alone watching it. It was so Take step fucking back for funny. You, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> a whole breakfast, a, sp- a whole spread with a breakfast <laughs> breads, etc. Et et yeah. <laughs> it's an optimistic meal. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, well, so, as the wolf says in my favorite film, <laughs> film fiction, <laughs> start oh my god! Uh, <laughs> uh, so it tells the story of the spy, and he he has to get a uh, uh, a, a knock, which stands for a non official cover, where he sort of infiltrates a piping company in Milwaukee in order to. Um, uh, in order to travel with this company to Luxembourg to do some um, some um, dirty business for the uh, State Department, so that involves basically Iran not being able to produce uh, a nuclear, an imminently producible nuclear weapon. Yeah, and you know it's like there, so. There's this uh, 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 on uh, uh, the Jewish holiday of uh, Passover. There's this song called Dainu, and the idea of this, the idea of the song is you're like listing all the things that God did for the Jews when they were getting out of. Um, uh, Egypt, and then at the end of every line you say Dainu, which means like it would have been enough. So it's like if God had just uh, um, uh, uh, sent the the locusts, Dainu, it would have been enough. If God had just uh, told the Jews to bake their matzah so they could escape into the desert, Dainu, it would have been enough. If he had just parted the Red Sea, Dainu, it would have been enough. And that's how I feel about this show. Like if it just right. had, if it was just a workplace comedy with this really sad guy in this crazy piping company in the Midwest, Dainu, it would have been enough. If it had just been the spy comedy where it's like a Coen Brothers, everything goes wrong and there's all this international intrigue and it's it's really funny and smart, like Dainu, it would have been enough. If it just had Terry O'Quinn from Lost and Red Foreman <laughs> from uh, That 70s Show, uh, both playing in unbelievable characters, like Dainu, it would have been enough. Also, but also the guy, the whole hook of the spy character is he's a folk singer and he sings these very literal, uh, earnest songs about exactly what he's doing as a spy. And it's like, probably, his honesty is probably good for folk music, but maybe not for somebody in the intelligence. It helps him with the feelings. It helps him with his feelings. Like, if it, um, maybe I'm partial. I think they're good. Like, di- like Dainu, it would have been enough. Like, if it just had his fuck up brother. In the tracksuit. But it's also his, but like the introduction of his wife, who's like a fully formed, like, character, and they have a good relationship, but they can't be together. You never see that. My God, that. The, all, the all women's detective agency in, in Luxembourg. <laughs> what is it, skirts and stockings? Skirts the woman and stockings. with the glasses. The woman with the glasses who follows Cool Rick. Oh, my God. We haven't even talked about Cool Rick. <laughs> You getting crumbs in there, buddy? <laughs> it's, it's, this show, this show has Good, so much. Don't. And let me say my final. Let me say my final pitch for the show, which is nobody knows about this show. Merlin, how the fuck did you find out about this? Apple TV came on for me. Apple TV came to Am, or sorry, Amazon came to Apple TV. I listened to um, a podcast that Jason Snell does with Tim Goodman. Uh, called TV Talk Machine. It's really, it's my Friday night take a shower uh, show, that and Dickerson. And because uh, people care about my shower Dickerson podcast. Dickerson in the shower. Dickerson in the shower. La la la. He's just moved to a different show at CBS. <laughs> um, and so I listened to that program. And Tim had talked about doing his, he hates doing this like most critics, he hates doing his end of the year top N list. And he mentioned this show called Patriot. And he said, well, first of all, I made it number four. And like, even as I was making it number four, I realized it probably should have been way higher. And I was like, hmm, this sounds really interesting. And he explained the premise. The premise is that there's this, he's a spy with PTSD who sings incredibly on the nose folk songs about how his missions have gone wrong. And I was like, well, it sounds like that might be in my wheelhouse. And so then I, I watched the pilot, <laughs> Dianu. And then I watched the pilot and I was just like, Exact Max, it's just it's boring to say. I this feels like somebody made this show. Somebody made Stephen Chu just for me. <laughs> with the helmet and the earnestness and the playing the the piano and and yeah, so that's how I learned about it. Not many people know about it, and I have officially adopted this as a thing I'm going to tell people about. This is going to be my new Hawkeye, and I'm going to be really annoying about it. But I really encourage people. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. And yeah, now, give it a shot. now I th- I agree with Merlin. There's like a song kind of in the first like I'll say ten minutes of the pilot, and I was I was in. I was like, okay, I'll 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 stick with this. But then at the end of the pilot, there's a a oneer, a one long tracking shot where it's sort of the culmination of the episode and sets up a lot of the season. And it's one of the funniest 
perfect things I've ever seen. And in, in I, I saw that and I was like, this might be the best pilot I've ever seen in my life. Do you the, know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say that they say I've I've mangled this over the years, but people say when talking about the three act structure of a play or a movie that in, in act one, uh, our hero climbs a tree in act two. Uh, we throw apples at him, and in Act Three, we see how he changes as he figures out how to climb down. And I feel like that is that is fully realized. Except you don't really get too much of three, but you, he gets so many goddamn apples thrown at him <laughs> just in the pilot. And believe me, spoiler alert, it doesn't get better. Huh. But it's so perfect. But you're right, dramatically, it really sets this up as something where you're it's like, just, I've got just, to you, see that. Every rest. time you think that he's couldn't be more fucked, everything goes more wrong, and every time it happens, it's so funny. It's so funny. It is. It's it's funny and it's sad. And there's a point actually in the final episode. This is not a spoiler, but this is just what his father says to him. Look, I mean, basically gives you this adult mandate of like sometimes we're told not to do things even we know when we know it's a thing that we've got to do and you get that that's the nature of being in this intelligence community is that there is horrible stuff that you're told not to do that you know you actually do have to do and and he's just stuck in that machine and the and the, the teeth of that machine and they're just chewing him up before we get into spoilers i feel like we're not addressing that it's also super whimsical like it is a fun show to watch it despite like i was laughing out loud and and it's a very it's a very smart show and not in the way of not in the way of rick and morty where there's literally a character who tells i was a woman and i could understand the show (laughs) um but it's smart. But the, the, the language is very musical and and lively, and the there is a lot of the stuff that I love along the lines of again of a Coen Brothers movie. There's a reason that the Big Lebowski is so quotable, or if you take something like like Glenn, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, because there's a musicality and a sound just to the language of the piping industry that is so bizarre <laughs> you, and hilarious. Will you do the little piping speech, Merlin? I know you have it somewhere. <laughs> well, this might, you know, before we go to the spoiler, maybe I should just give you a quick, quick update on uh, what Tiff is eating today. Would, would that be okay if I did that? <laughs> yeah, please. Okay, well, uh, let me walk you through Tiff's lunch today. Okay, she's eating light today, all right? So she pan-bargled uh, corn tam shamblings with Bon Tom Dumas and uh, seasonal Frank Stranglers. <laughs> Those are quad coke quartered and half-heart hangled with spankled French <laughs> shambles and a dampened room brine, and then you let that set, okay? While the pan press is preheating, you drown six to nine prank pine caps in duck reduction, and you throw that away. Everything that you have left gets brass roasted in bun tungsten and then dropped on capstan creases of narrow bicentennial breads. That's sliced diagonally. words i didn't even know <laughs> what about his what about the the co-worker at the piping place dennis is that yeah yeah dennis yeah oh no oh we God, can't we, the, we can't talk about no. him we can't talk about watch ichabod this show. What? watch this show ichabod. here's i <laughs> also oh i thought ichabod, I thought ichabod was your nickname <laughs> why why would no. you think that <laughs> from now on spoilers Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers from this point on. (laughs) When when Ichabod says, are you aware of heterosexual cuddling? Cuddling. (laughs) (laughs) Like it just keeps building. Did you finish finish the season? Yes. Just let the endorphins and the dopamine... But here's the thing is okay. that went from being one of the probably that the funny scene. it pro- oh went from God. probably being the funniest line in the season to also being one of the most poignant it moments was, in the season. I cry, that was another it was cry really moment. beautiful oh moment. My like God. That, this show is so rangy and it's just it really like, you don't you don't know where it's gonna go and then it goes somewhere yeah. and it wasn't what you expected and it completely subverts your expectations. I don't think I've return. had a feeling watching this show that was like this since maybe since I watched like Arrested Development. When I, and when I was watching Arrested right. Development, I was aware. I was like, I am watching a modern classic. Like th- I've never seen anything like this before in comedy and it's so tight. It's like I, I, I when I was watching Arrested Development, I was like, I will watch this 10 more times just to mm-hmm. catch everything happening in here. It's it's yes. so good and it's so smart and it's thinking 10 steps ahead at every turn and I have not really had that feeling since since watching Patriot. I just I love this show so much. C- could not give it my my high, highest 
a higher possible endorsement. And here's the thing is nobody knows about the show and nobody is watching it. And if you get into it now, you get to be a hipster. You get to be a Patriot hipster. <laughs> yeah. You can be one of the guys. You, you liked it when it was the first season. Yeah, when it, when it eventually gets canceled uh, because yeah. no one watches it, you can be like, oh, like, fuck you guys for not watching it, which is how I'll be after it gets canceled after its second season. Everybody's laughing and riding and cornholing, except for Buster. Buster. <laughs> Who would want to go up in that musty old claptrap? <laughs> ah, the cabin. <laughs> you do it better. Do the noise, Alex. <laughs> I can't oh, do it God. now. I'm a donkey. What's? Oh, it God. sounds like someone's making some kind of organic juice from a donkey. <laughs> Donkey juice. Hi. <laughs> Can I talk to you today about donkey juice? So, all right. Well, I, I don't I don't think now upon reflection, because I thought when I, well, so here's the thing. When I was thinking about this challenge, I was like, people are going to watch it with us. But most of our listeners didn't watch it with us because they're not premium subscribers. That's why we've earned. Um, I, I don't think we should. I don't think we need to spoil it any further. We could say exactly what happens. We could tell every single plot but twist why? and it still would be an amazing show. So we don't need to say anything. We don't like I. I that, one thing I do want to say, if you are a person who makes television, just like I don't there's there's been a trend recently I think in like the golden age of television people or whatever we're calling it now <clears throat> and platinum. Pe- uh, what sorry well, some people are calling it the platinum age prestige, oh, God. prestige <laughs> TV uh, <clears throat> where where it's just uh, I, I I don't know everything there's there's this style that is just kind of like people are just trying to mimic Breaking Bad and Mad Men and it's like the Uber for this well, so or the like Mad Men for this about the fake smart shows the yeah House of, House of Cards style like fake smart shows where you're like you know all the moves but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel fresh or consequential or particularly brainy or toothy mm-hmm. it's just but it knows all the gestures of seeming like a premium show what's it's it's either it's either mimicking david fincher or filmed like or filmed by david fincher which sure. which um which uh what's that politics the kevin spacey one uh House of Cards. Yeah, it's like House of Cards was literally like the pilot was directed by David Fincher, right? So like it has this very smart camera work where it's like the camera's always like in motion and it's always like gesturing to something and there's people talking to the camera and it has this very smart air about it of like, ooh, pay attention to all of this. Like you're going to put all the pieces together and like you're not. The pieces don't make any sense. Like it's just it's just. It's just it's just a cheap trick of like mimicking something that's smart in the hopes that you feel smart for watching it, I guess, and give it more credit than it deserves. But that's a show that's like clearly really they don't have much of a plan. It's not going anywhere. Nothing makes any sense. And like it, it's just Patriot's not that like all of those smart camera moves when they're moving the camera in or doing something really deliberate, like it does fucking pay off. It does matter. Like you are supposed to pay attention to that. The pieces do fit together. If they never made another episode of the show, I would be completely satisfied. I would be absolutely yeah. satisfied. <laughs> and I, I, I'm optimistic for the second season, but, like, I don't need any more. Like, this was a 10-episode masterpiece. Every episode of the show was perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfectly cast, perfectly written, perfectly shot. It, it was perfect. I'm so I'm really I'm so glad to hear that you liked it because it is um, it's, it reminds me a little bit when Syracuse said you might want to check out this show called The Leftovers. He's like I, I don't know if you like it. I can promise you that it is very very weird, but it's worth you know uh, worth taking a shot. That's kind of how I feel with this because I could very much see somebody watching this and going oh it's cute because it is it is it, it's cute it's it's not you know it's not a serious show on the face of it it's not a purely comedy show it is really quirky but it is so successful quirky without being cute and that is very very hard to pull off i mean it's like when you see wes anderson when he's not really totally you look at something like right you take like a mr fox or rushmore which i think are like awfully awfully good but even as good as the one with gwyneth paltrow is it's still <laughs> so wes anderson it's you know what i mean when yeah you get, and then you get a life aquatic which is practically wes anderson porn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like oh you know I, you're doing that thing again and i never got that sense with this and i never got the sense that it was a direct I'm talking too much, but uh, yeah, you were just talking about how much we like it, which is good. It's really, really good. I've watched some episodes five times. I've watched several. I've watched um, episode eight three times now. Uh, I saw all of it twice with my wife. I've gone back just on my own for fun and watched the pilot a total of five times. And I have watched I've watched uh, 10 twice. But eight is, I think, (laughs) one of the unimpeachably great episodes of TV. Remind me which one which one is eight. Is that a Luxembourg? Is that a Luxembourg one? He's sitting, the one with the, he's that's sitting, one with the, in, in the, the circle. Pipe. He's in sitting the, in yes, the pipe. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> that has my favorite shot 
John, we got an email. Oh, God. oh my God. <laughs> the people coming in and out of frame, of, that, that's my oh. favorite. And you see people oh, coming God. from a distance. You're like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Is that Leslie? Is that going to be Leslie? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, that shot. That was so good. And his responses, his monosyllabic responses, where he's just like, okay. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. That's cool. Go like, did go you, like, like, that's no. cool. Uh, did any uh, progress okay. on that paperwork? Not as yet. <laughs> <laughs> the extra number. It all comes down to the extra number. <laughs> my husband, this is my husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god who, well, you don't know who Kip Cheney is he, 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 he likes your voice he says you have a very nice voice and he goes yeah you have a very nice voice oh god like you thought you knew where the Dick Cheney episode was headed and you knew, and it did head there but like you don't know who Dick Cheney is <laughs> you know who Dick Cheney is oh my god and, and I, I still What's your, uh, just want to say what does your father hold do hold up hold up if you are listening <laughs> to us and you're, you're like <laughs> I fucking tiger. hate Wes Anderson this isn't it, uh, it's not Wes Anderson it's not cute for the sake of being cute there are poignant tracking shots like it doesn't not every single shot is centered it's not like please you if know, you hate Wes the, Anderson the shot where Leslie's waiting for him to show up for breakfast where he's just sitting there, he's perfectly, everything is perfectly centered, and he's got the whole spread out in front of him. And With the breakfast like, breads, et cetera. But, but there's also those, like, chaotic shots where, like, he's riding a bike, or and, and it's every shot, it's not, it's not Wes Anderson porn, it's not Coen Brothers porn, it's just its own thing, which is, yeah. I, I don't know how Stephen Conrad got to do that because I don't, I don't, Who the thing is, who's the guy, the showrunner and the director? Stephen Conrad, and What's he's done, deal? um, he did, uh, Pursuit of Happiness and, uh, Walter Mitty, which I haven't seen, Weatherman, which I have seen for some reason. Uh, what else? Um, Ooh, wow. But yeah, it, like, wouldn't, I don't wouldn't know. Wouldn't have guessed this was his. Also, the, though, um, What's his name? The the horn dog guy from Ally McBeal is one of the co-creators. Sorry, sorry. Okay, the guy who gets overdressed for the hunting expedition and wants John to shoot all the birds for him. <laughs> oh, okay. He's okay. a co-creator he was, of the he was, show. He's the Ally McBeal guy, and I think he's a co-creator. He at least wrote and I think maybe directed some of these. He was very he was very funny. I'm in love with oh, her. He's so oh, just so much desperation. Just in, but you know one one thing. Yeah, the whole Twizzler speech. <laughs> What? The, <laughs> the Twizzler Twizzlers. speech. <laughs> oh my God, the Twizzlers! <sighs> and then they did it. They went there. Yep. I I just and and the 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 Asian woman. She's she has a tiny part in Pitch Perfect, which is a fucking great film. Everyone go see it. It's real real it's good. good. Not the third one, the the first Pitch Perfect. But she's so good and i thought that like maybe that part in pitch perfect it was just it happened to be like good comedic timing and good directing no she is so good in this everyone is talking about the glass blower the (laughs) a puppeteer doesn't make a difference same thing really (laughs) (laughs) what you're preparing for glass blower you think it'll be (laughs) (laughs) well she has to work with the Like I'm sorry, this we're doing that thing that's so fucking annoying. But all I mean, like it's hard for me to imagine somebody who enjoys this show. I just think now we're just selling it, but like there's just so much joy uh, and so much sadness. As as Tim uh, and as Jason Snell says, he just calls the show "Sad Spies" because it's just like, <laughs> okay, who's the sad spy this week? Who's the person whose backstory? Oh, the brothers! You get the level of the oh. brothers and the mirroring of the roles of the two brothers. In, in the different, you know what I mean? Jay Wick Sands is wonderful. You get those oh. two brothers over here and these two brothers over here and the father that has expectations of them both. And it's like, yes. I'm going to ask a lot of you. Oh. oh, oh, God. And then the brother, he just wants to have a cold beer. He brings the, the beer and his brother's gone. It's oh a lot. It means a lot that you just want to have a cold. Why am I just quoting this show? Because oh, it's totally God. quotable. It's incredibly quotable. <sighs> it's so And you good. guys know Jack Birdbath. Is that correct? I know him from, he's uh, an artist in Chicago, and I know a couple of other people on the show, too. I'm going to see if I can... It was shot in Chicago. Yeah, I'm I gonna found see that if, I'm going to see if I can get a couple people. I'm going to see if I can get anyone to come on Dubai Friday and talk about the show. Now I'm obsessively rewatching, trying to figure out where in Chicago maybe it was in shot. A, maybe in a month we can um, uh, uh, 
have a guest on and do like a spoiler cast. If anybody, if, if anybody ego surfs and finds out and they get, they get to this point in the timestamp of the show and they say, hello, how are you? If you're involved with this show, tell me what I can do to help make it big and popular and promote it. I would be, do anything I can to make people aware of this show and help make it successful. This is what I want out of it's, TV. It's, uh, in some ways, I think Alex actually was the one who told me this, but like in some ways it's unfortunate that it's on Amazon. So it's great that it's on Amazon because who the fuck else would make this show? But it's unfortunate in a way because I think Amazon, at least for me, they, they don't have a lot of credibility like if something is an Amazon original, I'm I'm kind of like eh. transparent. They're no, getting there. Was a big transparent hit. was mm, it's all right. Like it no, was, I mean it was critically like it was. Wasn't that just a, the cracking big winner? A couple yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. It was a trans show about people who aren't or, or for, for people who aren't trans, and it was kind of like man, man, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Man in the High Castle. I was like, okay, we get it. But uh, the, the uh, Mazels. Oh my God! Like I am. I'm all in for that. That's another That's a very good show. Well, I I know that. Yeah, Yes, Max. I know you're. I'm not. I'm not telling you to watch Gilmore Girls. I, I know. <laughs> but uh, there's the difference between Miss Maisel and Patriot. The whole premise. I'm not comparing them in the whole, any I am, sense. Max okay, is, okay. The whole premise of Miss Maisel is that she's this like brilliant comedian who hangs out with Lenny Bruce, and you see her do stand up in the show. And mm. in order for it to not funny enough, yeah, in order for it to be plausible, it has to be funny, and it's not funny. And in <laughs> Patriot, he's supposed to be a pretty good folk singer. And in order for that to be plausible, he has to sing some pretty good folk songs. And you know what? They're pretty good folk songs. Yeah. He pulls it off. Afternoon spring. Oh, my God. I can't oh, believe the canoe, you know the canoe. Oh, Holy oh, shit. The oh. you, got, you, you, keep co- you keep covering the same portion of the kayak. You, did you, you guys got why it had the hole in it, right? <laughs> why? Because, because... Uh, uh, edit this out. Okay, edit this out. It's because when he went to hang himself, he had to pu- push the, punch the hole in it. That's why it had a to hole in the, it. To hang the rope from? Yes. No. Oh, shit. Wait, you see no, that? No. You see that later when you see him rig the whole thing up on the kayak? Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, because it. he's trying to... Ah, uh, okay. So yes. that's why it had the hole. <clears throat> that's what I was oh trying, I was trying to There's figure so out. There's so many little things in that where I'm on the second time through or like I've, I, I'm, I'm still kind of watching it the second time, but there's so many well, little parts. The fake, the fake FedEx that keeps coming up? What? The it, fake FedEx that he gets late in the season is the same brand as the company uh, the, on the truck that hits Steven. What? No, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. What's mm. the fake yeah. FedEx? Well, oh, the book. Well, watch it. The book. Well, when, when the, so the, when the book gets delivered, I think it, I believe it's the book that gets, but it's like a fe- fake Fed. It's a FedEx, right? That's the same brand as on the truck that hits Steven God. At, at like minute seven. Can I just say, I love in Seinfeld that they call it Federal Express. <laughs> I still call it Federal Sorry. Express. That's what we called it. That's I what it know. was called. It just it delights me. It's like, <laughs> like, it's like calling a telegraph <laughs> provides the service for my information phone. I, there, it's it's actually shocking how my, because it's like so calling many an shows. Instantaneous Graham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha!